What's better than one set of teammates with amazing chemistry? Two sets of teammates with amazing chemistry. We recap the Wilds' win over Anaheim and how Matt Boldy may be just what the doctor ordered for Kevin Fiala on his line. All that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Just a reminder. Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is available anytime you want to listen. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we recap the Wild's 7-3 win over the Anaheim Ducks. Look ahead to tonight's matchup against tonight, uh, this afternoon's matchup against the Colorado Avalanche with Alex Micheletti, and uh, we talk about some of the Wild players that are getting close to coming back to the lineup, uh, and a few returns that happened over the weekend as well. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, and joined for another Micheletti Monday, another victory Micheletti Monday by Alex Micheletti. Alex, uh, another nice performance for the Wilds, and a couple of big games this week uh, against uh, Chicago as well as the uh, the Avalanche today. So, uh, obviously, the team uh, starting to kind of pull out of uh, their slump. It's more so just great to have regular games back on the schedule for the first time in, like, three weeks. Yeah, nice. Uh, got a nice little three-game winning streak going here and uh, some impressive wins over some, some pretty good teams. And, uh, you know, this team just continues to battle. <laughs> You know, injuries, COVID, they, they get through it no matter what. And uh, good on Capo for um, for stepping up for, for Cam. And, uh, yeah, the, the train keeps rolling. Uh, you know, they think they're going to get Eck back, and then he gets COVID. And so, you know, it just, you know, you know, guys coming in and out of the lineup and uh, not missing a beat. And so, yeah, to get uh, get seven on Anaheim was, was impressive and just – all the lines were rolling, so it was, it was fun. Yeah, and it's so it's hard to pick out. I mean, obviously because um, Zuccarello scored twice and Hartman scored as well, probably going to be that top line. But as you said, pretty much every line had great performances. Uh, Matt Boldy and Kevin Fiala had some uh, some instant chemistry. And that fourth line of uh, Nico Sturm, Brandon Duhame, and Connor Dewar – uh, was also good. So it was just a good all-around team win. Um, of those lines, though, of the uh, the Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello line, which has been great um, every game that they've played, it seems like, um, were you surprised at just how much success the uh, Fiala-Boldy line had with Matt Boldy playing with Fiala um for I think the first time this season, were you surprised that they had such a good chemistry with each other right off the bat? 
No, no, not really. I mean, uh, I mean, Matt Boldy, he's such a smart player. It's, it's amazing. And, you know, I keep telling people that, um, <laughs> he's been stuck with some anchors a lot of the time this, this, this season, as far as line mates and, uh, just guys that aren't as creative as, as Matt Boldy. And now it kind of just looks like a diamond in the rough with all the injuries and, and or, um, just luck, uh, that, uh, after the um, COVID and, and, and injuries that uh, Boldy's in the lineup, because um, who knows, you know, if he would have ever gotten a chance. Um, so after the, after that uh, Winter Classic performance by the squad, so uh, it's amazing that he's here, and you know, I think those two should stay together um, the entire uh, rest of the way. Um, it's just you know, it's amazing to see the chemistry that they have, and you know, it makes makes this team so much more dangerous to have a second scoring type of line with those two. Um, Cause you're not really, um, you wouldn't really call that Greenway um, Eck um, line, uh, you know, when Eck is in there as a, like a scoring type of uh, yeah. you know, line. And uh, you know, if, if they can get Fiala going as the second game changer, it just makes this team just completely more dangerous. Yeah. It's funny too, because we are getting, you know, we get these performances, and Drew Eck is going to be back soon. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're going to find a spot for him in the lineup. But like, you look at Saturday's performance, and you're like, this team playing as well as they as they have been now over these last three games, starting to get people back. There are going to be some tough decisions that have to be made once everybody's healthy, but like... Victor Rask probably back in the taxi squad. Um, beyond that, I don't really know because everybody it seems like is clicking, and the team has like six players that are going to be coming back from injuries, as if they could be uh, doing any better than they currently are. Yeah, I want to keep Dewar in the lineup. I think he's been playing really well, and that fourth line seems to go be going. And yeah, you know, who knows when Bukesad's going to be back? You know, just we don't even know what it is, but it seems. Seems long term, and uh, you know, it can just stick Rask back on the taxi squad because nobody's uh, nobody's picking up that contract. Um, so, um, yeah, just kind of just kind of shuffle, you know, slightly a little bit. Um, but you don't want to bring up bring up chemistry that's going right now. You don't want to break up a Boldy Fiala. Keep that going. Um, this this Avalanche game is going to be an extreme test for this for the squad. Um, just with all the speed that that the Avalanche have, and uh, <laughs> um, you're going up against our old friend and Darcy Kemper too, so um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, you know, the, you, if you take a look at um, you know the teams that they played this past week and how well they're doing after they've played the Wild, um, it looks even more impressive. You know, Boston getting. Um, you know, two guys to have hat tricks back to back after the wild. So, you know, they were, they were not happy. And, uh, you know, Washington, um, you know, had a big win, uh, the other night against uh, the Islanders, they lost today, but, uh, you know, they're, they're playing really well shorthanded and, um, uh, Anaheim's been one of the surprises of the, of the league. Um, you know, they're running into kind of a COVID issue, but, uh, you know, that's, that's impressive to get, get seven goals, um, against anybody in this league. Um, the one final point that I wanted to uh, to mention um, from the game is you'd never know Kirill Kaprizov was hurt with the way that he uh, just seamlessly came into the lineup and was just doing Kirill Kaprizov things, and dare I say it, looking better after uh, having one game to uh, to kind of just rest 
than he uh, than he has for most of the season. It it's it's baffling to me how you can have something that looks that serious and he misses one game and he's right back to what he was doing before. Yeah, it's and I was joking with somebody on Twitter too that it's uh, um, usually uh, Zuccarello uh, setting up Krill and this time it's Krill setting up Zuccarello <laughs> and uh, I didn't even know Zuccarello had that type of shot in in him when uh, when Krill dished it backhand, uh, no looking and uh, he just rifled it past Stolarz and uh, that's tough to do against Stolarz too because he's just gigantic. I think he's you know when he's on skates he's six seven. It's just like how do you score against this guy? And you have to be lightning fast with your shot. And Zuccarello just ripped it. And you know that that line was just just so impressive. And hey, shout out Ryan Hartman plus twenty nine is just just bonkers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah, you know, that's a guy you never have to worry about when he's on the ice as far as um, you know defensively. Vote Hartman to the All Star Game. Um, I don't know how I don't know how long the voting goes, but let's get him there. Just yes. vote early, vote often. Sorry, Kadri, we're going Hartman. Yeah, it's it's got to be Ryan Hartman. But all in all, a uh, a great performance for the Wild. And you know, as we alluded to, this team is going to continue to get players back, and is just going to hopefully get back to that same level that they were at before. Um, I I had a tweet blow up in which I said. You know, Kaprizov was injured during the Boston game. Wild won that game, and then they beat the Washington Capitals uh, without him in the lineup. As if a team, like, could just continue to be trending in the right direction. Like, when this team gets everybody back, they're borderline a top-five team in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> and, and Cam, uh, when he's when he's going, I mean, just, just watch out. It's, uh, it's impressive, and... Uh, you know, Dean's pushing all the right buttons right now, and uh, um, they're sticking up there right, right with the top of the division. And you know, <laughs> you know, Nashville's right there with uh, with the Wild, and you know, in all the season previews, everybody thought it was going to be a down year for Nashville. So, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to them for you know sticking sticking strong. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to these rivalry uh, type of games this week. Um, you know, I still consider Chicago a ri- big rival for the for the Wild. No, you know, no matter if they're in a kind of a slump and you know kicks kicks things off with uh, with Colorado, and that's just those games that always seem to be intense. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, looking forward to it for sure. One hundred percent. And uh, let's tell you what. Let's dive into the uh, the matchup against Chicago a little deeper. When we come back, we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild with Alex Micheletti after this. It is 2022, and that means New Year's resolutions are in full swing. And if your resolution is to eat a little healthier or to uh, shed a little bit of that holiday poundage, look no further than Built Bar to help get you on track. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you stack that up against your favorite candy bar, Twix in my case, uh, each candy bar typically has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go through all of your stashes of candy and sweets, throw them all out, and uh, add Built Bar to your snack collection, and uh, that will help you meet some of those 2022 goals. 
You can head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol joined by Alex McLeddy and Avalanche in an afternoon tilt today. A um, little bit of a weird start time at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but uh, Colorado obviously pacing the uh, Central Division at this point. They're scoring just a ton of goals And it's crazy to me coming into the season how I thought that the Avalanche were going to not necessarily be as good as the previous seasons because of all the depth that they lost. They might be better than uh, than they have been in previous years, and some of that can be attributed to Darcy Kemper, but some of it is just the fact that they have so many players that can beat you and it seems like those guys just do it on a nightly basis. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got Kale McCarr playing out of his mind. I mean, he's playing Norris Trophy type of of defense, um, you know. And you know, they got uh, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog. Uh, Nazim Kadri is leading the league in assists. Um, so I mean, just uh, Andre Barakovsky's very underrated forward. Um, Nakushkin's playing well. I mean, they got. They got guys, you know, all all through the lineup. Sam Gerrard, you know, just you know the name. Eric Johnson's playing well, <laughs> you know. So it's just, um, you know, it's not not all uh, just getting the goaltender for sure. Um, you know, they're just they're just on the roll right now, and uh, they play with so much speed, and that's it's such a it's a really fun team to watch. Um, you know, and uh, you know this should be a re- really good test for the Wild, um, and. Yeah, I'm expecting uh, actually a high-scoring game just with with uh, you know how both of these offenses are are going and the the games between the two always tend to seem to be high-scoring as well. Do you have any concerns about uh, Capo in net if it is Capo in net um, against the uh, the Avs or has his performance over the uh, the past few games? done enough to where we can go into a matchup against Colorado like this and be confident in his ability to try to slow him down a little bit. Yeah, but before the winning streak, you know, like my confidence level would be a lot lower. But, I mean, he, uh, you know, he, for the most part, shut down Boston's high-powered offense. And, uh, you know, same thing with Washington. Um, You know, Ovi didn't do a whole lot in that game. And uh, Anaheim's got... uh, you know, got some really impressive young guys. Um, you know, we kind of, the defense kind of got a little shaky there at the end. Um, but, you know, the game would seem to be well in hand uh, just with, you know, scoring a couple of goals in like four seconds and, and so and stuff. But, uh, um, you know, I feel a lot more confident going in this uh, game. Uh, you know, it is on the road. Um, so got to limit special you know, special teams opportunities for, for Colorado can't let them get on on the power play. Cause that's, you know, that's their bread and butter. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, you get, you know, McKinnon hunting, you know, humming and rolling down the ice there with Ratton and, and, and Kale McCarr in the back end. It, uh, and Kadri out there too. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's scary. Um, so, you know, hopefully they can stay out of the box and uh, maybe try to get, uh, get an early one and, uh, you know, go to work defensively. 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's a situation where those top two lines for the Avalanche are so, like, they're so top-heavy mm-hmm. that if you're going to beat him, you really have to try to stack up against the third and fourth line. But then, you know, you run through, you got, like, J.D. Copper, Alex Newhook, um, some of those guys who aren't... A bunch of young guys. Yeah, they're obviously not, like... They're obviously not those top-level guys, but they're still mm-hmm. good in their own right, but... I think that is a spot where the Wilds can really attack is with the third and fourth line going to be an opportunity for them to step up after the uh, the top two lines have really kind of taken over the offense here over the last couple of months. Yeah, I mean, you know, perfect opportunity for Matt Boldy to, to go up against some, you know, really tough competition too and maybe take advantage of, of being on a lower line with, with the Wild right now. Just, uh, you know, just for right now, just uh, with all the depth that they have. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, Kevin can take advantage and get, get some nice setups from, from Boldy. Um, you know, I think that's exactly how they're going to have to win is, um, mm-hmm. you know, line match um, and uh, look towards the, the third and fourth line to maybe help produce some offense. Yeah, this is a perfect takeover game for Fiala. Um because you're going to have the Hartman line probably on McKinnon, mm-hmm. probably going to have Foligno, um against the Kadri line. Something Which to, should be a battle. should be a lot of fun. Something to that effect. So then that leaves Fiala to, uh, to take over against one of those uh, other two lines. And, you know, the Wild have some good success against Darcy Kemper, so it's not like he is unbreakable in net. So 6-5, 5-4, probably not far off. Yeah, like we talked about, uh, you know, him in the in the – and the previous goaltender of this Colorado Avalanche team, Grubauer, um, they tend to give up bunches of goals. Sometimes, you know, they go in meltdown mode and they give up a ton of goals. Um, and so, you know, you know, if the the Wild, you know, if they can get you know a couple of early ones, get get Darcy a little rattled, um, you know, we could get get really high scoring again. Get you know, like you just mentioned, five six goal game again. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully the Wild are up for the task because it's nice that they're rolling again and it would be a great opportunity for them to uh, to hop back into the picture in the uh, the Central Division. Although, as I uh, alluded to on Twitter the other day, so the Wilds are five points behind the Avalanche. Now, they have a, a game in hand on the Avalanche. They are five points behind Nashville who has five games. So the Wild are five games in hand on the Nashville Predators and only five points back. So once these games get made up, the Wild are going to vault back up to the top of the standings. And my favorite part is that the Wild have scored more goals than the Predators in five fewer games. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's insane. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, some of the Canadian games that are getting, have been getting, you know, canceled, postponed, 
a lot of those teams haven't been playing good hockey, um, you know, other than Toronto. Um, so definitely can can take advantage of some some weaker opponents um, that are across the border at some point, hopefully, and and make up those points uh, relatively quickly. Uh, we'll see how things play out with the Wild, and of course, we'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Wild. But Alex, there is some uh, other news surrounding both the Wild and a uh, pretty notable goalie in uh, the state of Minnesota who made the jump to the NHL. So we'll talk about that to finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. BetOnline.ag would like to wish you a new, happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get things started. They have everything from the NFL playoffs, the NBA, college basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC all the way down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol and Alex Micheletti finishing things up today and... Uh, Jack LaFontaine, who was a goalie for um, the U of M and uh, is now a goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes, which uh, caused some interesting reaction throughout the hockey Twitter landscape. Uh, what did you think of, uh, of that whole situation with LaFontaine? Uh, not only getting up to the NHL level, but getting into his first ever game did give up uh, a couple of goals, but uh, but still pretty cool for him to get to the NHL level. Just kind of weird that it happened right during the college season, though, isn't it? It sucks for his teammates, um, but uh, you know I'm, uh, I mentioned to to Jess Myers, um, really can't uh, can't fault the kid. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of opportunities um, as a goaltender um, to make it in the pros. Um, and so, you know, if a team desperately needs you, um, you know, might as well take a shot. And, uh, um, you know, it's so weird still in this in this COVID type of world. And so, um, yeah, they didn't have they didn't have any goalies. Um, so they needed him. And so, you know, cool for him for chasing his dream. It is awkward. You can tell how awkward it is for Bob Motzko. Um, you know, he does not seem too happy at all because, um, you know, LaFontaine was the um, the Mike Richter award winner last season as top goalie in college hockey and um, is, is right, would have been, would have been right there, for, you know, this year, if, you know, go back to back with that award. And so very awkward, um, but he's also joining a team in Carolina that, uh, has really good um, good chance of making it all the way to the Stanley Cup too out of out of the East. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough decision, but um, you can't fault the kid. You know, it sucks for his teammates, but he also has to take care of himself too. And uh, right, um, that's that's the most important thing. Um, the All Star lineups were announced 
The Minnesota Wild get two players in. They get Kirill Kaprizov, of course. They also get Cam Talbot, which got some interesting reaction, too. And it's it's tough in Talbot's case because, you know, he was, uh, I believe, the first goalie to 15 wins in the NHL because he was being used as much as he was to start the season. But some of his underlying numbers, not as good. Um, was there anybody that w- you were surprised did not get announced to the uh, the All-Star team? And obviously they're doing the last man in, trying to get Ryan Hartman there for a third wild player to uh, to get in. But, you know, any any notable snubs that uh, that shocked you from the uh, the All-Star game festivities? Yeah, Nazem Kadri. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was shocked Troy Terry didn't, you know, he's up for the last man too. Um, he had, I think, what, a 16 or 17 point uh, scoring streak at, at some point earlier this season. Yep. Um, you know, he's had a phenomenal start start to the year and uh, it's really, you know, helped, like we talked about, uh, a resurgence of this Anaheim Ducks uh, squad. So, yeah, those are those are two two guys that I thought like why what are we doing here and um, you know I, I I loved what Nathan McKinnon said too um, you know it's it's you know it's absolutely silly that Kadri's not in the in the in the All Star game yeah and, it's bizarre uh, and he you know he mentioned that we don't need we don't need you know guys from every single team you know mm-hmm. um, uh, so you know uh, sorry Arizona sorry Montreal I mean you're just you're not having great seasons and then there's there's guys on other teams that are well deserving of spots that currently aren't um, you know in in the in the all-star game yeah it, it always all-star voting is just so weird because I always I always use the major league baseball example of there was one season that I think the Kansas City Royals ended up finishing with like 119 losses. <laughs> just just an awful season. And they didn't have anybody that was even remotely close to being an all-star. And mm-hmm. so they sent I think it was I think his name was Mark Redman. Okay. And he was like 2 and 12 and had like a 5.9 ERA. <laughs> but hey, you gotta send everybody. You gotta send at least one person from every team. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not about that. But no. uh, you know, these All Star games are always really gimmicky um, too. But uh, I'm looking forward to the skills competition stuff. Uh, I think uh, one's gonna be like on the uh, Bellagio fountains or near it or something like that. So outdoor. Um, so that's that'll be kind of nuts. Um, and. Uh, yeah, you know, Vegas is Vegas, right? So who know, you know, who knows what uh, is going to happen? So um, they'll have, yeah, they'll have some other tricks planned. Yeah, yeah, something to look forward to with uh, uh, no NHL guys going to the Olympics now. So yeah, and the uh, the roster for Team USA was announced um, here this last week. Um, obviously, no players that uh, that have no players that currently are in the NHL. Or have it in their contracts, I think, to where they can come up to the NHL. Um, so Team USA really had to cast a wide net um, to uh, to try to fill the roster. And Canada is uh, is also trying to do the same to the point that former Wild Center and one of my favorite Wild players, Eric Stahl, 
is with the Iowa Wild right now, trying to get himself ready to where he can try out for uh, for Team Canada. Um, I I thought it was great, and I just I did have to laugh though because there were a lot of people who thought that like he was trying to set himself up to return to the Wild. <laughs> And it's like it's like I don't know if I don't know if we need I don't know if Stahl will really make that much of an impact at center. And it's like, relax. He's not trying to hop up to the wild roster. He's trying to get on the Olympic team. Yeah, I think Billy G is just doing it as a you know a, as a favor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and unless there's a you know a, you know long term injury. Uh, you know, sure. Uh, you know, you could throw him in uh, on the team, and he'd be fine. But uh, you know, good for him for uh, getting that game winner the other night, uh, and or last night. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's it, you know, he's he's been he's always been one of the good guys in the league, and so you know, good for him. And you know, to try to make one last run at it in the Olympics, um, it's it's pretty cool. And uh, you know, see a, a guy like Sam Hentges, uh wild draft pick, who's at St. Cloud State, uh, get a chance to to make it um, in the Olympics, and you know, I think uh, Sam has a has a good chance to to make the wild at some point. Probably not right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'd probably have to go down to Iowa, um, you know, and prove himself. But uh, yeah, it's cool cool to see a wild draftee uh, in the Olympics. Um, you know, especially with uh, current NHL guys not allowed to go. Yeah, it'll still be fun to watch. Um, February, I think it's either third or sixth. Um, the Olympics will begin, and we'll we'll mix some coverage in um, throughout uh, the break because we still don't really know what's going to happen with games yet. I'm sure the NHL is just scrambling to try to get that figured out, but we will mix in some Olympic coverage as well throughout uh, the uh, the course of the Winter Olympics in addition to all the uh, the Lockdown Wild coverage as well. Uh, we've also got Hockey Day Minnesota coming up here at the end of the week, trying to get some stuff planned for that, so stay tuned. But that will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, swing over and take a look at Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop. For all of your gambling needs, Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms, just like Locked on Wild. You can uh, listen anywhere and on any platform. You can also follow us on social media. All of our channels, just search Locked on Wild. You'll find everything that exists we are keeping you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild because if a puck drops in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as parts of the Locked On Podcast Network.